0: Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn Mueller.
1: Hello, this is Barbara gahn Mueller, and I am so delighted you're joining us. Do you know today is the last day of 2020? You won't know that because you're going to be watching this at a later date, but I have the privilege and the honor to introduce Dr. Elizabeth Satoris, a very dear friend, and do we need her wisdom today? I'm Barbara gahn Mueller. You're watching peacepodcast.org. You know we're here for peace, happiness, and healthy living. You can't have all any of those without the other? So we need peace. Um, I was reading today about peace and I read that no peace lies in the future, which is not hidden in the present moment. Take peace. The gloom of the world is but a shadow behind it yet within reach is joy. So take joy. Dr. Elizabeth Saturis, do you agree with that? i sure do i
0: often remember when it's a cloudy sky that the sun is still just as much up there as it was before
1: the cloud got in front of it <laughs> well this is an internationally known evolutionary biologist dr elizabeth and i want to spell her name e-l-i-s-a-b-e-t because when you google it there's only one that comes up she's a deep pastist, and what does that mean a deep pastis elizabeth well, when I
0: was a little kid and allowed to run free in nature, I started asking questions like, What are people all about? And, you know, who are we? Where'd we come from? Where are we headed? Not knowing those were the, the questions that great philosophers asked themselves throughout the ages. <laughs> but, um, Uh, Anyway, it it made me want to know, what is this all about? And since I was ensconced in nature so deeply, uh, I thought, well, I've got to study biology, as soon as I knew that word, right? And and then my parents said, that's science, that's for boys. (laughs) Remember, I'm 85. So... So uh, I had to go to art school first in order to, to uh, get through with that and, and get into science right? <laughs> when, I, when I was my own person and no one was telling me what I could do anymore uh, or not do. Uh, so I became a scientist and in, in particular an evolution biologist because evolution biology is the history of our planet Earth and all about nature and how it has evolved over time. So it is the deep past study. And that's why I say I became a pastist in order to be a good futurist to see not just who are we people, where'd we come from,
1: but where are we headed? Exactly. And that's exactly what you said in your bio. You said best options lying ahead In a world that works for all. So being a pastist brings that trajectory of the evolution into the future and looks at it. She speaks on all five continents, teaching living economies. And this is what I am so excited about how to navigate the perfect storm of crisis. And that's where we're going to begin today. Well, if you are um, privileged enough to have Elizabeth in your living room on your computer, invite your friends because you're in for a ride into the future. You're in for a ride to figure out what's going on and how has nature had us take a pause. Elizabeth, I'm gonna start with that question because I read your paper and your paper said that including our own evolution, we are now seeing COVID-19, the pandemic, as a massive agreement of all human souls to give ourselves an illness that makes us retreat together globally, withdrawing our physical impact on the planet as much as possible to give Earth at least a little opportunity to cool the fever, to heal the illness which we humans have brought. Elizabeth, do you see this pandemic as something that's going to evolve us into a future that works for all?
0: Well, I certainly hope that we take advantage of this crisis like others. You know, the Chinese uh, long ago saw crisis as always being opportunity. And in my work as an evolution biologist, I saw that over and over again, every crisis in nature, including the biggest mass extinctions on Earth, were always opportunities for new growth, for new living economies to pop up all over the place. And so any crisis, if we see it from that opportunity side, uh, then you can can get somewhere you know and and see your trajectory to see up high. I, I, because I'm in Hawaii, where the Polynesian navigators uh, built these canoes that with no compass, no navigational equipment, could sail the great Pacific Ocean and two years ago, uh, sailed one all the way around the earth, saying malamahonua, care for the earth and each other, that's the way to the future. And so when I look at the COVID crisis, I see it in the context of 4 billion years of evolution in which nature has been through crisis after crisis, and here we are, we humans have created a perfect storm of crises in the in politics, in economics, in health, in, in every which way. And so this is the biggest challenge ever. We humans have understood how to build cooperative community at smaller scales. All, almost all the indigenous people figured out the ethics and the ways of relating to build caring and sharing economies that included everyone. But we've never had to, to challenge ourselves to do this at a global scale before. And you know, your dear husband was a uh, one of my very first fans when I wrote my first Gaia book, and he took it to the UN bookstore <laughs> and understood that that this is the way to look at things. You see, we were both big picture thinkers, <laughs> and that's uh, the basis on which we related. So, uh, you know, we all live in our own worldviews made of our own stories our worldviews, our stories. I call them vistas, because the word vista is made of two little words slid together. Vita, which stands, for, which means life, and visa, which gets you where you want to go. You need a visa when you want to get where you want to go, right? right. So if you tie them together. A vista is a very broad view of things. But everybody's story is different, and so we live in very different realities. This has never been the case before. Most cultures told you the story of how things are, and we get to decide for ourselves what is our story of of how things are. So in my story, I like to use the metaphor of a keyboard where you have matter in the low keys, energy in the middle range, and then the non-physical mind, soul, spirit in the high keys. And when you see yourself as being a body, mind, spirit, individual, and the whole universe as being made of matter, energy, spirit, then you can look from one end of the keyboard or the other and get a very different picture. So Western science looks at the COVID crisis from the Material end, it's a virus, we've got to get medicines, hospitals, respirators, vaccines, uh, healthcare, people's uh, equipment and masks, all of those things. And if you go to the other end of the keyboard and you say, but what does it look like from the spirit end, from the mind end, from the soul end? Then I say, what if this is a soul agreement for all of us humans to lock ourselves up as you quoted me? And of course, we saw the earth regenerating very, very quickly in a matter of weeks when the airplane stopped, the skies got clear and people could see things far away and the animals came out of hiding and all these wonderful things happened. So we know that you know we were told oh you can't stop this economy oh you can't clean this place up you can't do these it's way too expensive and all we had to do was lock ourselves up (laughs) so uh once we get this and we see from different perspectives i'm not saying don't look don't play in the low keys but when you're playing in the low
1: keys, don't forget the high keys you know (laughs) This is Elizabeth Satoris. I told you you're in for the ride of your life. I told you that she was going to explain to us why this COVID-19 is actually a blessing because we're all united in our own looking at the future. What is our future having in store for us as we stop, as we stop driving our cars, as we stop being in this kind of whirlwind of activity? I have never been so quiet so reflective. Do you think this is a time for the universe to reflect on what's working and what needs to be exonerated or enlarged? It
0: it certainly is a time for humans to do that. (laughs) That's right. And we're the ones who needed to be locked up, right? So that nature could do its thing and clean up its messes as it always has, Mm -hmm. because it has a circular economy where food Waste of one species is food of the other and nothing is wasted at all and so we see our economy, why did we develop an economy where all we do is scrape things out of nature and transform a little bit of it into something useful while 96 percent of what we dig out of the earth gets wasted, just tossed aside and slag heaps and all these things and and uh, and then we throw those things away after a few years, if not a few months or a day or an hour <laughs> with our disposable culture And so we look at why did we build an economy in which, even a, even a disease that's harming us, is making enormous profits for big companies. And why is it that the same company now can, can poison our food supply with all these chemicals and then, uh, and, and make a lot of money selling those chemicals, you know, into agriculture, and the antibiotics that get sprayed onto your fields of grain and veggies uh, in the in, under usually under that Roundup product, it was uh, patented as an antibiotic, an anti-life drug, and then there are other antibiotics are stuffed into all those poor feedlot animals, and so the whole supermarket food supply is poisoned. And they've made great profits doing this. And then they turn around and make medicines and vaccines to heal you when they've made your immune system dysfunctional. Well,
1: you're uh, immune so you our systems we are really, it. yeah. You're saying, you're saying our saying, immune systems are not working, because we are not feeding our biology the way it should be fed. Our exactly. Fitness- need to be taken care of and i believe totally what elizabeth is saying that let me go
0: on a little bit more with that because uh once once you see that and every health professional knows it that your immune system is your best defense against COVID and all the other diseases and that if you don't have a strong immune system you're going to keep getting sick from the next pandemic up uh and and so why do we have a sickness care system rather than a health care system? And we're not fighting for healthy food, which is the only real answer. And, you know, a lot of countries now, I was just talking to uh, a dear friend of mine who founded airline ambassadors doing wonderful work. Nancy, around Rivard. Nancy. Nancy lives in El Salvador now because she and her husband, Dave, are friends, good friends with the new young president. You know, when he came into office, there were only 19 uh, IUC beds in the whole country. So he immediately built a big hospital and he started doing all the, the social distancing and things. But he also bought 26 million COVID kits with medications that are long tested and, and known around the world and gives them free to Anyone who has symptoms and Nancy tells me they're having 100% success rate curing people quickly if they take these things right away.
1: That's fantastic. Nancy Rivard is one of the airline ambassador founders. Um, Robert was on an founder <laughs> Robert Mueller, my late husband, that Elizabeth talked about, was on an airplane and Nancy was his stewardess. And long story short, she said, What can I do for peace? And he said, Why don't you use this extra space you have on the airlines to carry things to countries that need our surplus? Long story short, this is a fabulous woman, a smart woman. She's in El Salvador. She's getting what she needs for COVID 19. My other dear, dear friend is in. Um, Australia, they have no COVID-19 because they locked down immediately. They didn't let everybody have the freedom to go out to a bar and et cetera, et cetera. She had family, relatives, and everybody together over Christmas because they have no COVID-19. So COVID-19 is not the enemy, it's how we treat it that becomes our enemy. Yes, you
0: see, we're very dependent on the whole micro world. And that's got to become part of all our stories. It took us 30 years to recognize when we first invented antibiotics, anti-life in Greece (laughs) and Greek uh, drugs, and then spread them all over the world. And then what happened, the hardiest bacteria that we didn't want were were selected for because we were killing them all off, took us 30 years to realize that all bacteria aren't evil germs, that in fact, we can't live without our gut bacteria, which are running our immune system. I sure hope it doesn't take another 30 years to recognize that viruses are just the bacterial world's communication system. And every one of your cells is, is spits out viruses like dandruff 24-7 and, and exchanges them with the other cells and they mutate. And we've got coronaviruses built into our DNA already. <laughs> so we have to learn to live with these things. Otherwise, we're going to be in this endless you know, one pandemic after another, making some people rich while the rest of us get sick or <laughs> whatever. Uh, we don't want to live in that kind of a world. No. So, and, and we're facing climate crisis, of course, is very, very real. It's the thing we, everybody should be focused on, all the governments and all those big businesses, because uh, we're it's going to be so severe that probably our human species is going to be cut way back. Mm-hmm. But I like to tell everybody, you and your loved ones can be among those survivors if you live right now, if you... Fight for the healthy food if you take care of each other, if you get out of your beach house and move uphill.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So you're hearing Elizabeth Saturis, and I told you you're in for the ride of your life because she tells it like it is. And she doesn't just tell it. She studied it. She said she's a pastist. That means she's looked at the past in order to lead us into the future. And they always say if you don't look at history, you're going to repeat history. So she's telling us to look at history, to look at ourselves, to look at our food, to look at how we feel about ourselves, to love ourselves, to bring the nourishment from the plants, as you see behind her, to bring that into our bodies and let our bodies absorb the nutrients that were meant there for us. You know, it's a very interesting time. Um, Elizabeth, and I know you have a positive outlook or you wouldn't be telling us these things. So what do you think we should do to bring this harmony with nature, this harmony with each other into its fullest potential as we begin 2021?
0: Well, let me go back to the keyboard. You know, another thing it shows us when we talk about how can we integrate science and spirituality? And I look at the keyboard and I say, why did you take them apart?
1: Science and need, spirituality
0: and every oh. music every musician knows that dissonance is there so that you can resolve it back into harmony. And so every one of us has to think about, what makes my own heart sing? Because you want to become an attractor to other people, not be doing something because you think you must do it, you have to do it. If you're not having fun doing it, people won't come to you and say, oh, can I do that with you? You're having fun, (laughs) right? So uh, Rumi said, there are a thousand ways to kneel and kiss the earth. So whether you want to grow organic uh, veggies or whether you want to do voter registration or write poetry or uh, heal people with good food, especially, <laughs> uh, it doesn't, it does, you are you and you have your own talents and you need to use those always keeping in mind, no matter how dark the storm looks, you can always stand tall in your canoe Raise your consciousness up and see this as a stage play where you get to choose your own role. And you don't beat your head against a wall with something that doesn't work. You retreat and say, where is a new pathway that I can slide into? Oh, a COVID crisis? How can I make something positive out of this? (laughs) Let's just all figure out how to focus on making that better world. Don't waste your time on hate. Uh, maybe I could close with a line from a wonderful poet poem that was written to me in the 70s when I was beating my, or in the 60s, when I was beating my head against a wall in agony and anguish over children being napalmed in the first televised war of history, the Vietnamese War, you know, the war in Vietnam, rather. Um, and, a, and this Bengali poet wrote me a poem in which one line was, Somewhere the tears and the agony are stored into the chest of thunder. Somewhere the tears and the agony are stored into the chest of thunder. He was telling me, and I knew it right away, energy is energy. You can take your anger and transmute it into thunderous, powerful, positive action.
1: (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? I truly believe that. And you know, Elizabeth, there are so many things you said today that resonated with our audience. Take your passion and make it happen. That's one of the things that I got from you. If you're not happy, if you're not in joy, then you may not be looking at the right things right now. Pay attention. Be present for what comes your way. Invite your friends to listen to Dr. Elizabeth Satoris as she talks about the way she feels our planet needs to go. And you know, she's an author. If you haven't read some of her books, you're in for a treat. I remember she wrote Earth Dance, Living Systems in Evolution, A Walk Through Time, From Stardust to Us. She's a co-author with Willis Harmon of Biology Revisioned, and Gaia Dance, The Story of Earth and Us. I think that's my favorite book, um, Gaia Dance, because it explains such a basic level of what Gaia means, how the Earth is our partner, and how we have to help our Earth. And I just love that. Elizabeth, is there something, a wish for the future, something you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I totally love the thunder and the idea that those tears are but the thunder that move us into the action we need to take. But Elizabeth, what would you tell us as we begin 2021? What hopefulness could you give us and what peace could you share?
0: Well, uh, well, let me say the book is Gaia's Dance. Uh, so Gaia's Dance, The Story of Earth and Us, and then there's another subtitle that says a children's book for grownups. <laughs> That's correct. I see so it right here and right it, Because it's in storytelling form. Uh, but I would say my last words would be, again, a wonderful quote from Rumi. Why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? <laughs>
1: I love that. Why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? I think it's because we're too busy. But now we have this COVID-19 to allow us to settle down, calm down, pay attention, and find joy. Um, Another partner of mine is Douglas Roach. His interview recently talked about the 17 Sustainable Development Goals created by the United Nations, and it talked about how we can work together to bring these into this decade of action. For the next 10 years, we're entering the decade of action. What actions are you going to take for peace? And it can start with our thoughts. You know, so many people have said, are you thinking about peace? Does it become part of your DNA? Well, if you're not thinking about how you can bring peace and work with nature and the friends around you, then it's not gonna happen. You have to bring your thoughts into harmony with what our world needs today. Elizabeth, I wanna thank you. Any last thoughts? Aloha mai kako. That's
0: uh, loving greetings to all of you. And may you live a wonderful life no matter how dark things are. Remember to lift yourself up, stand tall in your canoe and look at the whole picture. Because it's, it's hard to see all the terrible things going on. And you must know that that sun is always behind those clouds, that there is a way through the storm.
1: Boy, those words just resonated with me. I remember Robert one time, this man said, How could you be so positive when the world is so screwed up? And Robert said, Well, what are you thinking about now? He said, I'm thinking about how bad the world is. And I said, And he said, You know what I'm thinking about? The world I want. And because I know my thoughts are powerful, I'm thinking about the world that I want to see my grandchildren to see. And the same with Elizabeth. She's doing the same thing. We're thinking those thoughts. I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm Barbara Mueller. I am honored to have you join us weekly for the people like Elizabeth Satoris, who bring us their wisdom, wisdom from the past into the evolution of our future, their beautiful books, their podcasts. And I mean, I went on, um, Google and I put in Elizabeth's name. I listened to three interviews yesterday. Um, about people, are, they want to hear from her. Well, now you bring your friends over, or else have your friends get on Zoom at the same time, and y'all can watch Elizabeth. It's always at peacepodcast.org. In 20 minutes, you'll get more wisdom than you could find in an encyclopedia because she's got it right now, right now, right here. Thank you, Elizabeth. You are fantastic.